0: time to talk wrestling brother welcome to the pirate radio podcast wrestling edition where we let you know what's going on in the world of pro wrestling now live from the pirate radio studios in greenville north carolina here are your hosts cj schaefer and the big dog glenn griffin To our host an unnamed mass man we'll never know never know that man's identity we'll call him announcer x from here on out welcome to the first edition of the pirate radio podcast my name is glenn griffin some people call me the big dog i do not call myself that i just want to make, put that out there i was given that name because i like roman reigns when nobody else did i was a believer
1: I reckon I acknowledged early. I did not acknowledge early. I'm almost back on the train of not acknowledging.
0: Oh, that might be a topic of conversation. Awesome. But let, let's get to the first topic of conversation. We were in Raleigh, both of us, Wednesday night, for AEW dynamite. Yes, we were. It was a great time. It was a good time. I'm not gonna put it over as great. Okay. I'm gonna put it over as good um. But I understood the limitations. Right. Uh, there were a few people that were out due to uh, COVID protocols. Right. Uh, namely, the Rhodes family. Um, and then I think uh, Kenny Omega is not out because of that. He's uh, out for he's just resting. Um, there was no John Moxley is out uh, for reasons that have been published online. Um, so you, you had you were missing a few stars. Maybe from the top of the card, I would say.
1: I will say yes. We were missing a few stars. Brian Danielson also wasn't there, um, which makes sense. He just lost last week to. He's uh, kind of
0: got a. He's got to have a story. Reboot, yeah, makes you know?
1: it's it's for good reason. But um, from a wrestling standpoint, I think the card was still fairly strong, and I credit uh, AEW to that for having this roster of people... There's a lot of people who say, you know, the roster's too big, um, people are losing their spots, and... I'd they, say maybe the
0: roster is not big enough.
1: Yeah. Especially because you look at so many of these uh, shows that we see week in and week out, especially, you know, Dynamite, which has been on the longest. Um, the main eventers of each of those shows, it varies every week. When they say they have a rotation of stars, they really mean it. Like, this is... Sure. I think Daniel Garcia's this was daniel garcia's uh first main event for Definitely dynamite his main. Yeah. yeah
0: so and he looked like he belonged there like he, he's been there multiple times he's mained uh rampage before right and like multi-man stuff but he had a single match against sam gravara and it looked it was great it was the yeah, best match on that the was show. my favorite match um that's like, it, the two guys that were in the main are 22 and 24 years old right uh And we'll get to kind of the young, some of the younger talent later when we go into our four pillars segment, where we talk about who would you build AEW around for the next five years if you had the book. Right. Um, But for now, um, I would say the the show the the one thing I thought uh, the show was long. Yeah. Yeah. um, May have been a little bit longer for you because you entered on the west side of PNC arena where the line was probably three times as long as it it was was. on the east side. (laughs) Uh, I was inside eating a nice pork sandwich and some chicken wings and you were still in line. Yes, we were. That was unfortunate.
1: We did see, uh, Kip Sabian with his little box head walking around. So that was cool.
0: He was out there in the front row early. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that as well for uh dark. Right. When they taped the YouTube show beforehand. Um, that my one criticism would be like they could chop off an hour, probably. They could, you know, they could they could make some adjustments there right. in time. Um, it did make me think though, like of the pop when when John Moxley finally comes back. The pop is going to be so huge.
1: Oh, it's going to blow the roof off of wherever they are. And like, I kind of expect it to be in Cleveland. I know it's not his hometown of Cincinnati. At the AEW
0: Beach Break they would do uh, when they pop the top on Wild Thing. Uh, that is going to be it's just it's going to be crazy.
1: It's going to be a huge moment for sure.
0: Um, and I kind of hope. Where do you think he comes in at? Do you think he comes in with Eddie in that okay. storyline? It could be like Eddie um, versus the Inner Circle. Yeah, because there is
1: that whole Inner Circle thing, and they might need to even the odds at some point you know right
0: if eddie goes his own way which eddie kind of tends to do right you know that he would need a, some backup at some point if he's fighting three guys with eddie and then uh satana and ortiz right or with jericho rather a lot of jericho on the show a lot of jericho on the show we but i sang thought sang judas twice i i think that was because you know they were down some <coughs> top guys um and even though the bucks are back of back at work i don't think they're back to working yet right right you know yeah. they're not back full full um so i mean you had i don't know you, you had opportunity for for guys to stand out i think um the punk uh cm punk wardlow match was shocking
1: yeah it was i let me ask you did you like the finish
0: uh yes okay I, so like the whole thing got mjf over to me yes but my problem was is that I completely forgot about Punk and the feud, mm. and now the fight I want to see is Wardlow versus yeah. MJF, and Punk is an afterthought.
1: Right, which is weird because MJF came out a little bit later in the show, and he said uh, he was going to give us like he teased. He teased Punk and like him, he did. He teased he the said, match again. Know, he said Sean Spears and Punk. So clearly they're still going on, and this will end. With CM Punk and MJF, maybe that's the board finally where,
0: snaps at, at Beach Break or or um, Beach Break is the next or Revolution rather, right? If
1: they, that's a long, that's and a long build that you have to hold off for another month and a half now.
0: So that said, so. so to me, this show was a reset show. Yeah, um, where you started a lot of feuds that can play out over the next you know every how many weeks that you've got till the beach break dynamite and then you've got um revolution as a pay-per-view yep in march correct yes um so y- you've got some time and some space to feel so like there's so many matchups you can do out of the elite versus the best friends right especially now that and correct me if i'm wrong this is the first time that they've Britt and Adam Cole on screen at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's
1: the first time we've seen them on TV together. I think they've addressed it before. Sure. Um yeah, but this would be the first time we saw them on TV. A huge moment.
0: Yeah. And that that was very cool to see as yeah. a, as a big mark for Britt and her work. And it seems like uh
1: it'll be this way going forward. She's going to be around with them going forward. And she fits. Yeah, no, for sure. She for sure. fit
0: like she is a uh I had a word for it earlier, and I don't think I can say it in the podcast. But she's like, she fits like they're they're uh, they're like pugilists. Like right. they just go out and pick fights and, and are punks and that type of thing. You know, they just kind of run their mouth and, right. and that's just their their vibe.
1: And she's kind of done that anyway with uh, with Rebel and uh, Jamie Hader to begin with. They're kind of like some high school bullies. That, sure, you know, she's gonna say she's gonna
0: kind of think beach. she does it better than her man. <laughs> to be honest,
1: great, another one to touch on.
0: So, okay, so let's wrap up the show experience um, with this thought. Uh, how did you think it compared to past experiences you've had at WWE? So I'll start this
1: by saying I've never been to a WWE show that was like a TV show. So like Raw, SmackDown, never been to one of those. I've It's only been house shows.
0: So you've never been to a pay-per-view?
1: Correct, correct um all i've ever been to around and it was all around the area no, i didn't travel far for anything it was like a house show sure. so um in that sense i mean i think a television show is typically going to be better than that anyway
0: it's the house show turned up in notch or two
1: right right typically
0: you're running the same stuff on the loop right Kinda because almost of, in practice mode i think the last
1: house show i did go to was a few years ago for a smackdown show um I want to say aj styles was the champion at the time um
0: and this was in greenville actually so so twice we've had the the house show before pay-per-view um and it's been the pay-per-view yeah it's, yeah, it's see, the layout's been the pay-per-view yeah, like you, you can see, see the spots mm-hmm. yeah you definitely see the spots yeah. it happened with aj it was a cage match versus Sami Zayn here yep. in greenville yep um and then the previous show our main was uh bray wyatt and the then dean ambrose yeah um in some sort of like tlc setup match um and the, the just the table spots the spots with the kendo stick i did it was all there yeah so it was
1: cool to kind of get a preview of what you were going to see on the actual pay-per-view um, when they had those matches uh otherwise some of the matches kind of felt like filler like sometimes you put guys out there like I remember seeing like Heath Slater and Rhino and they're cool but like they're there just to get a pop so that you see somebody that some of the people out there may like and they don't do anything spectacular you know like the whole point is you want to get everybody to see who they want to see while taking good care of yourself Um, like your body and stuff I mean so you're not going to do anything crazy now Dynamite and Rampage on the other hand here like this was show that you were progressing stories on so we got to see like some unique stuff for example the wardlow stuff powerbomb cm punk what nine times
0: at least seven
1: yeah that was seven that was like you said that was shocking Uh, he powerbombed him i think before he took him to the outside and powerbombed him through the table i think he did it five times and i remember thinking to myself i was just sitting there i was like wow because like cm punk's my favorite of all time so i was just sitting there and i'm like wow i think the first time i watched cm punk live he just died
0: so. it, it was it was similar like if, if he had faced brock at the height of brock's powers right um when brock was just doing swashes mainly um right. as champion like it felt similar to that um and that's kind of i think that's going to be the build-up to wardlow is that he's not he's not he's holding back and then he unleashes on MJ. It kind
1: of feels like a I think you mentioned this actually. It's, off the, Batista, yes, it's exactly. Batista Triple H yeah, on Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I will say this. My I was sold on Wardlow after the show. He's got the look. He's, he's very presence. good. Yeah. He he carries himself like a star. Um and I will I saw something posted online about this about uh CM Punk got over his PTSD
0: of working with big men after the Ryback thing. Right. Felt, I kind of thought about it going into it. I was like, man, he's gonna. what if he goes out there and yeah. has a Ryback yeah. situation? Be, you know?
1: He would never work with a big guy again. He'd for be sure. straight Darby Allen matches for the rest of his
0: life. He worked with um, another guy that I thought was really impressive, Powerhouse, Willie Hobbs. He did, yeah. He was earlier uh, before this. Um, so he's, yeah, I think he's getting his toes back when yeah, I guess he's, when working with big dudes. But.
1: Yeah, and he's... And, Wardlow, the thing that stuck out to me there, uh Wardlow, instead of like just sticking him on the power bombs, he definitely let him down, not not gently, like it's still wrestling. But sure. he, took care, well, yeah. Yeah, he took care of him. He's a good worker. Yeah, he took care of him. That's what not, I'm trying to say.
0: So who do you think is the most unsafe worker in, in AEW? Um kind of a weird topic to end on, but
1: um unsafe worker. If I could I can't think of one off my head, but if I was to flip it to like who's the most green? Yeah. Like, who needs a lot of work? Jade Carg- uh, Cargill needs a lot of work. I don't think she's very good. She reminds me of early Charlotte. Yeah, Like, Charlotte when she was just pure athleticism. Right. And she, yeah, like you said, uh, she's got the athleticism. The tools are there. Just, we need to see the wrestling experience come into fruition. And uh, I think it'll come.
0: Luchasaurus is a boss
1: machine. Sure. Luchasaurus. I remember the first... Uh, I think it was AEW's first pay-per-view before they had the dynamite and all that they did a battle royal and didn't he
0: yes. box, did, drop somebody out the yes race? yes yeah. like this has happened multiple times where yeah. he has messed up a um, a choke slam spot yeah so.
1: it's a little it's a little concerning especially because if he gets you up there and he drops you that's a big fall he's tall
0: but uh, overall to wrap it up um, I thought the crowd felt more uh, like an adult crowd yes young adult crowd maybe yes um, I felt like more so than WWE, which is very family oriented. Yes, um, I, that that was a difference to me as somebody that's been to both house shows, um, TV tapings, and and re, and pay per views. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was a difference to me. Um, it didn't feel as adult as like if you go to like ECW on the south side of Philly, like right. you know that's a whole. They'll different at least hold back a little bit, right? That's a whole different level, but mm-hmm. um, it felt like it. It felt more contemporary, for sure. Um, the music selection, like before the show, was was different. It felt like Jericho probably did it. Um, it felt like his playlist, his workout yeah. playlist. Um, overall, though, man, I was very pleased. I was happy with the production. I was there was no issues getting to the stadium. There was the the merch line seemed to move fairly quick, even though there was no meet and greet. They had signed items that you could purchase, which right. is kind of cool. Yeah. WWE doesn't do that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, man, I was happy with it. I, I I definitely would go again to an AEW show. I uh, plan on it. Um, if there is a pay-per-view within decent driving distance, yep. that's definitely happening. I'd love to see a pay-per-view. Um, so then let's move on to our next segment, uh, Push It, Bury It. Mm. And that's going to probably the hottest button topic between <laughs> you and I out of the AEW show. Um, the AEW show in Raleigh really presented Adam Cole as the top guy. Adam Cole's not a top guy. Okay. So it, it, my beefs with Adam Cole are that he is he is a stay-at-home house husband that plays video games all day and doesn't go to the gym and work out and get a tan like a real wrestler.
1: I'm going to give the camera a look like The Office real quick. Are y'all hearing this? Get a <laughs> load of this guy. He's not a top guy. Like I, He's a B-level guy. And let me... Before before I tell you you're wrong, I want to explain Push It, Bury It is going to be a segment that we do, um, hopefully every show, where we're going to present some ideas, mainly like booking ideas, um, and we're basically going to talk about whether we like it, which will be Push It, or we don't like it, which is Bury It. You're burying the idea that Adam Cole is a top guy. I'm pushing the idea that Adam Cole is a top guy because I think the whole point of Adam Cole isn't to look like a... He, He isn't like the guy that you would expect to be the guy. That's why, you know, with uh, even all the way back 10 years ago, he surrounded himself with uh, Mount Rushmore and PWG, um, the kingdom in Ring of Honor. When he got to NXT, he did the Undisputed Era and now he's with the Elite again. He can't do it on his own. Um, This reminds me of. A lot of what Triple H used to do... He doesn't look like Triple H. But a lot of what Triple H used to do... He can't win on his own. He always needs some kind of help, whether it was DX... He's Shawn uh, Michaels
0: to me. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he take he does like, take a lot of... Like, the jerkness
0: yeah, to me yeah. is, is, is... A lot of that is right off of Shawn Michaels. Like, 95, 96, 97, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but to me, I think... And,
1: uh... Jeez, he wrestles a lot on Rampage. He wrestles, like, every week on Rampage. But every time he wrestles, the other... His opponent is has the one-up on it. He won the match, and
0: then... Oh, Trent Beretta beat the dog
1: snide out of him yeah. in Raleigh. And then it was going to be... I think the Bucks interfered first, and then Britt interfered, and then whatever. Yeah. Everything broke down, and Adam Cole ended up... Well, my bad. He won.
0: Um, <laughs> Tonight on TNT?
1: Yeah, yes, TNT. It's live. They didn't record <laughs> it or anything. Friends with the Booker. Um, yeah, he... This guy is vaguely wins clean. Uh, everybody he's faced so far, for the most part, he's needed help. And I think that's part of the point. And I don't ever. I don't know if he's ever going to be like one of those dominant champions because you can't. He's like 5'10, 210 pounds. So you, you can't make me expect to. See a guy like him and a guy like we just talked about, Wardlow.
0: They're not Anybody. the same person. Even like Punk. Punk is 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. He's going to tower over well, him. Well, for Punk, I feel like... The Bucks are bigger than Adam <laughs> yeah. Cole.
1: Um, For Punk, I feel like uh, even when he was in WWE, unless you put him up against one of the massive dudes like Triple H, he, I think he stood with them. Yeah,
0: and I think that it's really only like against like true like workout guys, like, right? That you really see the difference with right. Mons.
1: And w- really, we saw it against Wardlow. They're yeah. similar height, but Wardlow is clearly much bigger than him. Sure. Um, but I think Adam Cole. If I think he's a future world champion, however, I think he's a future world champion that works out like a transitional champion.
0: Oh, player. I could totally. I I halfway booked it, as I was watching this show. Like, how do you get him? to that title. Right. And then how do you get like Red Dragon to the tag titles? And how do you have like all the gold on those people and then like Kenny Omega comes back and turns with the Bucks. Like, you know, that's the whole setup.
1: Right. Which is could be a good segue because I know what your second one is. So
0: another guy that I have high hopes for, um man, I love the presentation of Malachi Black, former Alistair Black in WWE Former Tommy End on the Indies. That guy, when they talk about it, that dude has it in spades. Um, and I kind of think the same of Brody King. I think that that's the guy with a really unique look, a yes. unique moveset set um, that I think hasn't been seen by the by the mass people yet. Yep. Um, his body's just covered in tattoos that are just kind of breathtaking artwork. Um, just a really unique presentation. And so I think you've got this setup him and Bertie King to take the belts because I think it's it when I say that things were set up I think I thought that Raleigh was like a setup show for the next bit mm-hmm. I think it's a setup show for like the next year <laughs> like it's 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 a it, it's going to be a long term it was a long term planning show right because I think what happens is is maybe you get out Malachi Black and Bertie King and they advance to become number one contenders um maybe they do it with the help of Julia Hart because Julia Hart got not the mist but like a goo out of the that Alistair Black spit it at her right um spit at her rather um <laughs> she's worn a patch since uh, and so, obviously, you, you think that she's going to take that patch off one yeah. day, and her eyes going to be red like Alistair Black or yeah. Malachi Black, so yeah. like she's going to have the the eye makeup, and then it's, she's going to have that red contact in.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Um, and so, you do this churn with her, you align her and House Black. <coughs> um, and then you have Birdie King and Malachi Black take the tag titles, and then you have bless his goofy heart. You have Brian Pillman Jr. And uh, Garrison Cade come and win some sort of tournament to to take take them out. Um, it's kind of their long term long term storyline, right? Because they have to get back. You know, they have to like eventually get back Julia Hart. They have to eventually get the comeuppance because they're the good guys, right? Right. You know that, that that's a great long term story that I think you can do. And I think like Birdie King and Malachi Black would be a great team. You get because you've got to have heels take the belts off of. Um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? Because like when we, like the match that we saw that will be on tonight on Rampage between Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and um, in the Dark Order, mm-hmm. it was odd because it was face face, right. right? You know that it 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 felt odd because it was like who do you pull for, right? Um, but I will say this: I thought that uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order were amazing
1: yeah they are they were really good and um john silver's so unique yeah if i were to pick one thing that sets AEW apart from wwe the most it's tag team wrestling they oftentimes prioritize tag team wrestling sure and there are I mean,
0: it's because of the bucks
1: yeah day. absolutely like, the and bucks they're totally get it right and it's it shows with every tag team it's not and you're not trying to say that i know it's not no. just the bucks they are but they are the reason that there are so many I'm saying many when you've got a, a
0: one of the better tag teams as your executive vice president that tag team wrestling can get prioritized a little right. bit up the chain in comparison to what it is in WWE
1: right um, I remember FTR is still my favorite tag team in the world and uh, when I saw FTR first as the revival in NXT for something for some reason for me it was immediately clicking with me that just worked And there, I saw them head and shoulders above the rest of the division. Um, And then they move over to NXT. I still think they're the best, personally. However, there are a lot of tag teams, like uh, the the Bucks, uh, Red Dragon, even... uh, new tag team Brody King and Malachi Black there are so many tag teams Phoenix will me. come back you have yes. Phoenix and Pentagon yeah. there are so many great Santana tag teams Santana and Ortiz get left out of the yeah, stack wow, a lot I didn't and they're amazing yeah. uh, there's I just so much
0: there's so much Right. they have a wealth of talent
1: Yes, and I think it's great um, I think it's great for them that they have so many tag teams that they can rotate in and out and there's always a fresh story to tell with tag team wrestling
0: Sure. Uh, movement. Speaking of of kind of the future and what they've built, let's talk about the, ne- the four pillars. Okay. Next to last segment, um, AEW for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Who would you build around? So we're and going. So like the 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 point of the four pillar segment is, you get to choose four. We'll, we'll pose a question like this time. Who would be the four people in AEW that you would build around for the next five years? And then you make those choices. Um, Kind of a a Mount Rushmore, but not. Um, And I think we're going to have differing opinions here. I expect us to. So, um, I would like to hear your first choice first.
1: Okay. Do you want to go in order of, like, who would be your top priority for the company? Yes. Okay. (sighs) Top priority for the company. The only guys that are signed currently. (laughs) Okay. Top priority would be take care of Adam Page, your world champion right now. Is the correct world champion and he is the future not just of aw he is a cornerstone of professional wrestling for the next 10 years
0: okay my first round draft pick if i had to pick pillars i'm going to institute the rule that we can't pick the same pillars okay so we okay. have to have so we're going to go one one yes we're going to have, okay. no, we're gonna have no picks um Next five years, I really need MJF. Okay. I thought after that show in, at the PNC and Raleigh, I thought he was the top guy as far as like the most potential. I think he can go with anyone on the mic. If they got lucky and brought in Heyman or Cena or oh, The man. Rock, like that's who you put in the ring with them. Yeah. It's, it's And MJF. he wouldn't look lost. Like he's, oh he my, belongs. He, he would swim. Mm-hmm. That dude can swim with the sharks. He he he's is, he's is the guy when it comes to to mic skills. And I partially wonder uh,
1: if this CM Punk feud was purposely placed right now to get CM Punk's feet wet a little bit, getting back on the mic. And now that he's back into the swing of things, okay, give him the best we got. And now, sure, because you know CM it's, Punk's
0: it's, 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 it's a more traditional feud that right. Punk's been working. Sure, right.
1: And for Punk, as we know, as y'all know, it wasn't. It wasn't so much his in-ring ability which he's a very good wrestler. However, it was always the character, it was always the mic work that really sure. compelled me. And he's getting back into the swing of things and why not give him, you know, the best mic worker they have to work with right now. Right, sure. And it's it's really elevating both of them and I feel like the payoff for this feud even though part of it's going to be Wardlow, it's going to be it's going to be a big payoff that we're waiting for for a long time. And that's that's a great draft pick it very likely would have been my first, my second pick, if not for Hangman. Okay, what's your second? Do you want to do? Well, do you want to do a snake draft? Because I no, did get not, the first.
0: One. We're not snaking. Okay.
1: So my second choice, very much won me over on Wednesday. I will pick Daniel Garcia. Wow. Twenty three years old. He's got. He seems to pluck knowledge from everybody he works with. Um, every time he wrestles a match he goes on twitter and he finds like gifts videos whatever that i love and he yeah, breaks right, and it down he breaks it down talks about like what went wrong what he could have improved on and he even goes to talk about like previous matches that he's done or like previous matches that he's watched and he said like uh he tweeted about a video about him and sammy uh from the match on wednesday and he tweeted yes. like i've seen sammy do this every match and instead of taking uh what i think was going to be like a clothesline or something from sammy he caught him and gave him a backbreaker because he said you know i've seen this so i know a solution for it and it's going to be to catch him so and it's that's not a big thing but it's simple things and as those simple things build up you know you you build it, yourself it, a star it's Hart like, yes
0: yeah for sure and he, f-
1: for him to be so young and understands the little things he he
0: reminds me of brandy orton the way he moves in the ring a little bit Mm -hmm. um obviously he's not as big orton is a giant comparatively but man i think that guy i I agree with you i think he's got it Mm -hmm. um speaking of it with my next pick (coughs) i'm gonna send for somebody Uh oh Uh oh (laughs) i'm sending for hook okay because i think that's your top guy in five years I think that dude has, he has the juice, baby. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's transcendent, possibly. Like, could make the transition to being something other than a wrestler. Like, I think he really has top, 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 top guy stuff. Well,
1: look, he's had three matches, and he's looked, he already looks like he belongs. Like he's, Right.
0: He just he, has a presence. Yes, he has there's a,
1: something about
0: it. Right. He has it. Has spoke very few words on the mic, but that only helps him further because it gives him. There's a a mystery about him, even if you see videos of him in the club with Antonio Brown. Yep. Yeah. Like I mean, but I think he gets it in that way, like in terms of social media and uh, interactions. I I just think I think that's the dude that gets it. Um, That being said, on to your third pick.
1: Okay. Third pick, I think I I think I've got this right. Um, third pick is already a pillar. Uh, well, hypothetical pillar, I guess. Um, I would
0: pick Darby Allen. Nah, he's a pillar. Yeah. He's the, he's the confirmed pillar, I would yeah. say, cuz he's on the
1: shirt. Yeah. Well, sorry, I meant hypothetical as in like well, I guess they do acknowledge it now, but they used to not acknowledge that there were like the, the oh, concept, yeah, yes, but now yeah. they do, I guess. So yeah. That mean, yeah, so I would pick Darby Allen. Um, I think there's something about him that can it not only resonates with me, it resonates with younger people because um, I saw a few people who had like. They were. They had their children with them, and they had like Darby shirts. I saw somebody with like Darby paint on them. And stuff oh, he like would have been my next choice. Yeah, he's. Like, uh, it, he reminds it, me a lot of Jeff Hardy in the sense yep, of
0: a lot of Jeff Hardy. Yeah,
1: he gets. He just gets it with.
0: He also attracting throws his body with a Yeah, he like, he makes up for this difference in size by being exceptionally brutal. with right. the way that he kind of contorts and throws his body at people.
1: Yeah, now with that, there i'm glad you said that this would be a five-year thing because if you go like 10 years out i'm not sure if he's there with the way he Jeff just, Hardy and matt hardy is still wrestling. yeah that, i mean matt, that's we true. saw matt hardy
0: wrestle but that's that, like, true that's true but he I, did not look good yeah but
1: he's still there i guess yeah but yeah yeah no i'm i'll take darby
0: i would take because i still think that she's got room to grow i'm taking Britt baker okay that would have been I, my next. Pick. Yeah, I, I think she's got room to grow. I think, yeah. um, she can get to the Charlotte level. She's already there. Yeah, she's already at the Charlotte level. As far um, as star
1: power goes, if she had a bigger platform to do so, she'd be there
0: yeah. right now. Um, and if she was, though, they are promoting her more. Uh, she is. She was at Barstool this week. Um, she always gets spotlighted if she goes to a game or whatever. She's a big Steelers fan. Yep. Yeah, she's a big. Penn she's went to Penn State um, and she always gets you know a spotlight and a pass on the sideline and, and they make a big deal out of her. Um I think she still has room to grow. Like I think like I would put her in MJF as like the top. Yes. Like I, I drafted Hook early. On purpose, yeah, because I didn't want you to have him. <laughs> it was totally a, like keep Hook away. I didn't from think you pick. were gonna take him so I was gonna save him for last. <laughs> no, Hook is the top guy. Like I've got plans for Hook, brother. Yeah, <laughs> we got big plans for Team Taz. Yeah. at Big Dog Booking.
1: Now I, yeah, I like that pick a lot because I think she's had a reign for nearly a year now. I think, and uh, it still, it still feels like there is another step that she can take.
0: Oh, sure. And yeah. you're going to see it when with her interacting with the Bucks yeah. and Cole and, the, and Red Dragon and that whole situation.
1: Yep. All right. My last pick, this is, not only do I think this is a wrestler that's going to last for quite a few more years, despite already being 32, um, this I would anticipate being my most marketable figure as well. Oh Unfortunately, you're not going to like this. Oh, my goodness. But the answer is Adam Cole. Oh, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. No, who did you think I was taking?
0: I thought you were going to take my pick, which is Wardlow.
1: Oh, okay. I See, Wardlow is on my list, and he would have, I think he's the first one I'm keeping out. But, he's the first one out. Yeah. He's, he's number five.
0: Yeah, he would be my number five. But I just think he's got potential in movies. <clears throat> I yeah. mean, he's got Hollywood potential because of his look. It's very yeah. unique.
1: Oh, it's very unique, and you could sell him as a
0: beast in he any is, movie. He is a muscled-up like essentially like Instagram model. Like right, he, right. He has a ridiculous look. Um, and so I think he can fit that. I mean, he could be like a Roman Reigns, Jason Momoa type, like yeah. in ter- Batista in terms of the roles he gets. Right. Um, you could easily see him play a muscled up superhero type character in the Marvel universe or For whatever. Sure. You yeah. Know? And he, would fi- he would fit right in. Um, but let's talk about your guy. So like, <laughs> I think I get it. I I get it. I just I lived through the Shawn Michaels era, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't want to go back. I I'm done with it, bro. I lived through it one time, and I'm not here for for part two.
1: I think. Well, we're both we're both Brett guys, right? Brett's my oh, greatest ever. Yeah, is Brett's my top guy ever. Okay. Yes, yes. So there is there is room for somebody like brett and i still despite i think he's you're not right. brett yes yeah. no for sure for he's sean sure. no yeah now i um adam cole is a spitting image of sean michaels pretty much um but i am still of the firm belief that if bret hart had more influence on today's wrestling instead of sean michaels wrestling would be better
0: for sure but if bret hart was running nxt it would be my much better product yes for sure.
1: however I still think there's room for a guy like Adam Cole who resembles a Shawn Michaels
0: because oh he's he, going to get a world he's going to get yeah. several world title reigns. Like there he, is there is room for everybody,
1: for and I think the uniqueness that he brings as opposed to like a guy
0: who we compared slightly to Bret Hart, like Daniel Garcia. And I I give him crap for being for playing video games and being like a Twitch guy and being online, but yeah. that's all part of the deal yeah. and part of the package, and that sells. Yeah. You know, with a certain part of the fan base, um, much like, you know, you you spoke how, like, Darby Allin kind of connects to people. I think Adam Cole connects to people in the same way. Yes. Just in a different area. Yeah. Just in a different area with different people. Yeah.
1: And I still think there's importance to that, especially if you're going to try to grow AEW as a business. If you want
0: young eyes, then Twitch gamers are probably your best chance. Yeah. For sure. What what Xavier Woods has done in WWE, you know, that with Up, Up, Down, Down. I mean, you could have Adam Cole be a similar type figure. Right for sure all right let's move on to news bits one thing that i don't think well it is controversial both choices for wrestler of the year men's and women's from observer and the pwi did the same person win women's best wrestler of the year for observer and pwi
1: i do not know Because the same person won
0: for yes for men
1: looks like the same person on both here
0: Hmm. Okay. So our first one, Kenny Omega wins Observer <laughs> PWI Wrestler of the Year. Sweep in yeah. the category in, in in the award season stuff. Um I think it should be that way. I don't think it should. Don't. I think Roman's been exceptional. Has oh. the big dog has been exceptional. He's carried a billion dollar company that does it bigger and better than AEW on his back. Okay. When they are creatively broken. Like, they're their worst points since, like, 94. So... Creatively. I'm going to present you
1: this, because I was, I said, first part of the podcast, I said, I'm, not, I'm getting tired
0: of Roman. I'm not going to doubt that Kenny's had better matches, yeah. but I think that Roman is the better on-screen character. Well, so, my problem with
1: why it can't be Roman is, it's not... If we're doing like on-screen character, like did you win the wrestling matches, like kind of stuff, sure. However, how much longer can we drag this title reign on? My, here's my problem. Let's let's just start it. Uh, WrestleMania. He stacked up Edge and Daniel Bryan, pinned them both in the middle of the ring. We go on. Let's let's fast forward like. He's four still got to beat
0: Roman or Brock. Right. Well, he, he can beat Brock to unify the titles. He and he's never fought The Rock if they ever put out that bag. And get Dwayne back.
1: So, okay, that I'll put this out there when I when you have a long title reign like this.
0: I mean, he's going to beat whatever Punk's record was. Oh, it's already gone. His yeah, Punk record he already, hit five hundred. Yeah. So, okay. So, I, obviously, that was the plan. Yeah. Because I think they're doing some erasing in the in the record books. I think so too. But okay. I don't. I don't think. I almost think somebody other than Charlotte. Because for a long time, I thought it would be Charlotte that would break Ric Flair's record. Yeah. I almost think it might be somebody else now. Yeah, to like have it be somebody not associated with Flair.
1: Well, I I don't see why it couldn't be Cena. Just come back and win one more time.
0: I think he's done. I I kind of feel like he's done too. But I I, like I almost think he might show up in AEW over WWE. Like fun, it would be fun. And I just think he has the I think he has the um, ability to move and shake to the point that he could break that. Forbidden door, you know, through his movie contacts and the stuff he knows in Hollywood and executives right. he knows. I feel like he could get that stuff done. Right. Um that so we disagree there uh for different reasons, but I think we both disagree on Bianca strongly Bel Air renting the women's because <clears throat> it should have been Brit. Brit I think it's a better year.
1: I think it's Brit and it's not
0: particularly close to anybody. No. And it's not that Bianca had bad matches. Yeah. It's just that she's not at the level. Like right. Britt was ascendant this year. Like yes. She ascended levels in stardom this year to the where, honestly, there was a point where she was the top guy in the company.
1: The reason, when, if we were to uh, rewind maybe a year ago, the start of 2021, if we had made a wish list for what we wanted in AEW, we both... Probably would have included a stronger women's division. Sure, they don't. I, do want they more, I want more challengers for Brit. Oh, me too. However, the the point I'm getting at is there haven't been that many more additions in the women's division. The reason it is still elevated and we look at it in the high esteem that we do right now is because of one person, and sure. it's Brit. Sure, she hold she held the title pretty much the whole year. Um, She had some phenomenal matches, most notably the uh, Lights Out Unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa, who is also probably in my top five or so of Women
0: of the Year. Sure. Um, She's probably two or three for me. Yeah. She's in
1: there. Britt has been... She's been propped up as a star in the company, and they took a gamble with somebody oh, yeah. who is still pretty young in the business, and it. But worked. she made it, like yes. she made it all yeah, work. Like worked. she's
0: the star. She mm-hmm. was a star before Adam Cole got in the company. Like yep. she was. Oh yeah, she did this all on her own. It like was not. No, yeah. it was not because like they presented her as somebody's girlfriend. Yep. She was. She was presented as as the top person. Yeah. You know, um, and I think you know they've kept Jay Cargill away from her, to that, that that's obviously the eventual challenger. Yes. Yeah, um, because you can present Jade as kind of a monster in comparison because of the size difference and yes. you know just how much of an athlete, a pure athlete, kind like of almost a uh, female Lesnar that, right. that Jade Cargill is. Now, I think,
1: I personally think if I'm going to end Britt's title reign, it's going to be Thunder Rosa. Because I think her last loss is to Thunder Rosa.
0: You think that should or be Brit's Achilles heel? Brits heel. It's yeah. is Thunder Rosa. I do. Because I... And I've... Thunder Rosa would carry it well and do all the public stuff extremely yeah, well. Yeah. Like all the public relations stuff that you have to do. Yes. She, and I think... She would nail it. When
1: uh, they did that Battle Royal uh, last pay-per-view, and that's when Ruby Soho debuted and won, I thought Thunder Rosa was going to win. I was positive. I was shouting it to the moon, and I felt like an <laughs> idiot. But I think she's the one, and I think she's—I think she's got star power. Like Britt has star power, Um, maybe not to her level, but she has some star power in her, and she is a great follow-up on Britt. When you have a big-time champion with a long reign, you need to have a great champion that follows up. Certainly. Like I don't think Sammy was the right follow-up champion to uh, Miro. Cause I right. don't, you needed somebody who was you going, a strong champion. Yes, who was going to hold some weight on that title. And I don't think Sammy quite does it. They probably should have done Cody. Yeah.
0: And I think Cody is. Let's I wrap it up there. Let's yeah. wrap it up with that one bit. Yeah. Um, we both love Cody Rhodes. Yep. Because either he's just not self aware or he is and he totally gets it and he's the smartest person alive. Yep. It's either or, and either or is fine with me because it works. Like yes. his whole gimmick works, um, to the point that just showing his face on the screen, uh, Wednesday night, a chorus Dynamite, of booze, a John Cena level of of booze rained upon PNC Arena. Yep. Uh, wow, like he's that dude's got heat, man, yep. and I'm I'm here for it.
1: It's. He, he, I think he completely understands what's going on. Sure. The, he, look, the whole family is about wrestling. He grew up with this. He, I think he knows exactly what's going on. I think now, if, if I'm going to do a little bit of fantasy booking, I think you need to build him up. And he's I think we guy. both need, he's, I think we both think he's the guy to take the title off Hangman, right? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that clause in his contract or whatever right now that he cannot challenge for the world title ever
0: but, he's an, but he's an EVP he's an executive vice yeah. president legally in the company for real and in real that's life.
1: that's where the snap for the heat goes sure like, that is his Thanos snap moment yes, like that's he it. he gets rid of that clause yep he says i'm the evp i'm overriding this and i'm going to go or, take the title and maybe him. like he does it in
0: conjunction with the bucks yeah oh like that, that would be big it takes three votes they they
1: they outvote kenny yeah and that would work too because it it makes sense you know if there's all of you guys you can do a little democracy
0: yeah and so it's the bucks <laughs> side with cody over kenny yep and Cody gets the title. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that would be great. That's that's the one little bit I never thought of, but that would be great, and that would be a good way to uh, separate the bucks from Kenny if that's what you want sure, to do going forward.
0: Sure, because sure. you can bring that to light as well. All right, we're going to do a lot of fantasy booking on the Pirate Radio Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely, um, but that is the end of our first episode. I want to thank you guys for listening or watching, uh, and we hope to do another one of these uh, before the Royal Rumble. Which is what date, CJ?
1: Uh, It's the end of the month. I know that. I want to say before we go off, I'll figure it out. January
0: maybe 22nd. Yeah, something like that. Seems correct. So we will be doing a Rumble preview show before the Rumble. um, And that will be our last kind of hit on WWE for a while. And then we'll come back with a AEW Beach Break preview show it is su- sunday january 29th it's Saturday actually saturday
1: uh, i can sleep in the next day
0: Whew. i love that the rumble and i love that wwe is expanded and is doing some events now on Saturdays. i agree i, I think, I, it's, I think it's, it's a big deal um i prefer saturday nights to well, sunday nights pff, me too seriously as some people say like me all right that is a wrap on episode one thank you guys and uh we will be back again soon